0: Hey there, it's Lisa Harden. Welcome back to my Poison Bald, and Still Standing podcast. Kind of an interesting podcast today. I don't guarantee how um, non-emotional this podcast is going to be. Just back from a fun weekend getaway with one of my college friends. And I'm also celebrating five months post-chemo. Actually, tomorrow will be my five-month anniversary since my last day of chemo. I kind of had been planning on going away for the weekend. Um, I thought I would feel better at three months. At three months, I thought, "Mm, I don't think I'm ready yet. So I waited until um, getting close to my five-month. I kind of wanted to do something at five months. Not sure why that was a milestone month for me, but it just kind of felt like it was a good month to get away so I planned this trip um, to the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs, which is one of my favorite uh, getaway spas. It's nestled right there among the, the mountains, and it's just a beautiful resort. And I've been there multiple times, and I absolutely love it. And um, I just kind of wanted to go to a place that was relaxing. I love Colorado. I lived there for a long time, and it's kind of always been a special place for me, and I also love um, a spa, and I would go to a spa every weekend. I'm not quite sure why I'm not living in a spa somewhere because I love them so much. And so I went away with one of my friends from college who we've reconnected on Facebook a few years ago and and have spent some time together. She is one of the um, dear, dear friends that came up and actually helped me decorate my house for Christmas, and she'll never know how much that actually meant to me. So she went with me. She was flying in from Kansas City, and I flew in from um, Tulsa. So we we met up on Friday in Denver, and we actually had dinner with one of my longtime friends who I love very much and hadn't seen him in a few years. So it was good to connect with him and go to dinner. The interesting thing about this trip that is kind of the focus of this podcast today is how much, even after five months, I still feel the effects of chemo. It's actually really kind of crazy. I thought I was I thought I thought was doing well. You know, I still have days of where I'm just fatigued at the end of the day, especially I usually get to the office between 8.30 and 9. And if I have a day that starts out at 9 and, you know, pretty good day of meetings and then I have to go somewhere after work to a dinner or an event, by the time I get home I'm pretty exhausted, which is, you know, a new feeling for me that I never felt before chemo. And so, not bad. I mean, I'm tired. I, I'm ready to go to bed and just rest. But I, you know, I thought I had gotten pretty far along for five months. I was expecting to feel pretty good on this trip. And it's it ended up being an emotional trip for me because it's sort of, you're in your head anyway all the time with, with this crazy cancer. And so, um, I think the realization that I'm not quite are, I'm actually quite a ways away from where I was before chemo. Really hit me hard this week. It was or this weekend. It was kind of, kind of weird. Um, but to kind of back up, I flew out on Friday, and I'm one of those girls. If anybody's ever traveled with me or just walked with me in general, I'm a fast walker, and especially through an airport. There's something about I just you know, want to get out and get either to baggage claim or just get out of the airport. And so as soon as I you know, I get to an airport, I'm hoofing it um, to where I'm supposed to be, and I didn't get to hoof it this weekend. It was it was hard on me mentally. I literally had to stop and rest a couple of times in the airport, which I've just never had to do that before, and I'm here to tell you, it was weird. But I, I stopped once in the Tulsa airport, and we all know the Tulsa airport's not that big, but I, I had to stop and rest you know, pulling my luggage, which was just for two days, so it wasn't even that heavy. It was an overnight bag that was very light, and it's on wheels, so it's not that difficult to pull. But I really struggled, and I had to stop and rest, which was just a bizarre feeling to me. And and then landing in Denver, you know, the Denver airport's massive, and um, walking down the terminal from my gate to baggage claim, I had to stop twice, and rest and i have to tell you that mentally beat me up i really i really was frustrated anyway i got down and met my friend and we traveled over on on the you know to the train and then took the um the shuttle over to the rental car place and then you know of course now i have altitude against me uh, in on top of just the, the normal fatigue by the time we get to our rental car <laughs> i'm ready to sit down and drive I, it, it just I wish I could explain how it just beat you up because I'm just have never been that person that would be the girl stopping to take a break. And so we go to dinner that night. And, and by the time we toured the my friend's business and then drove to dinner and then we walked a block um, and then had to, it was the wrong direction. We had to walk back, which was slightly uphill. Here I am. A woman that has always worked out and been very healthy and, you know, always had a ton of energy, I had to make them stop so I could take a break. And, oh, so frustrating. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much that bothered my brain to have to stop. But, boy, I tell you, your body just goes, um, you're not taking another step, lady, so you might as well rest. You just There's just no two ways around it. You just have to stop because your muscles are done. So we stopped and waited. We got to the restaurant, finally, and sat down, and, and I'm just, I got to tell you, amazed at how tired I was sitting there, and, you know, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks as we were standing there getting ready to get in our car to leave, and my friend said, Lise, I've never seen you like this. It's kind of weird, because I was exhausted, and I was ready to go and get to bed. It was about 9 o'clock, I guess, Colorado time, and... I was just beat. And so I'm saying all that is it was just such a weird, weird thing to wrap your brain around that at five months, I'm still not recovered and I'm still just exhausted. I kind of came back from the trip kind of reading today on the internet about other people that have, that have been through chemo treatment and they say exhaustion can last up to years after your chemo. And I'm thinking, okay, something's got to give because that was a brutal weekend But anyway, we spent a really fun time at an amazing spa. I sort of had, you know, it was pretty emotional a couple of times, which I wasn't expecting. I think, um, again, everywhere we went, I had to stop and rest. I couldn't just walk from one end of the resort to the other without having to take a break. And I know I'm probably being harder on myself than I need to be, but it was really challenging from a mental standpoint that, you know, a woman that I feel like is you know i stay pretty healthy and and it, and you know what it is and i know i'm going to get messages from people going you've had chemo you had cancer you had surgery give yourself a break i totally understand that i totally get it it's still hard to wrap your brain around that the reason i can't walk from one end of the resort to the other is because you know i had poison thus the you know the title of this podcast poison bald and still standing it's still hard to wrap your brain around. So anyway, we had a really fun weekend. Um, we spent the entire Saturday from ten o'clock A. M. to three thirty in the afternoon at a gorgeous spa, getting a facial and getting massages and um pedicures and then just sitting and relaxing in the relaxation room with an you know, overlooking the mountains and a golf course. So it was it was healing mentally and physically but it was also emotionally mentally that I wasn't prepared for it's just funny just to kind of back up a little bit how after having cancer and after going through chemo and surviving I always say surviving chemo because I feel like you know I say this often it almost killed me but it saved me it does so much damage to you that it's, you do feel like you survive the chemo more than even the cancer. It's funny how you look at so many things differently and so many things are in a different perspective, and I've said this before to, to many people. It, it definitely changes you. It changes your thought process. You know, just even flying and looking out the window as you're flying and looking down below you at the ground and everything that you see. And then as you obviously get close to Colorado and you start seeing the mountains, it's pretty spectacular um, how your appreciation is so different. The fact that I am still here and I'm actually able to fly and meet a friend for the weekend. Um, all these things just kind of race through your head as you're sitting on the plane. And, you know, sometimes I feel like people look at me and go, you know, Lisa, you need to get past this whole cancer thing. It's, it's been five months. you got to figure it out and move on. And I, and I think I have, and then I have re, relapses like this weekend where, and I don't know if it's a relapse or it's still just reality of trying to deal with what's come, what's happened, and what I've come through. But you, it, I, I'd, I'd like to describe it as just, obviously thankful, but it's you're kind of in your head more than I've ever been in my head, um, and you just everything resonates. You know, I I lived in Colorado for a long time, and I love the mountains, but how much more those mountains meant to me this time and how much more spectacular they looked this time, Um, the fact that I could go to an amazing spa and spend the weekend and I could actually, you know, walk, even though I was struggling with it. I appreciated every second of it, the fact that I could still do that, um it's just it's just very uh it's a it's a weird emotion that you go through that you know i i kind of i'm ready for it to move on past it but i i kind of appreciate the fact that i appreciate life more and i appreciate people more um it it was just a it was a healing weekend and it was also a weekend that made me struggle more which i i don't even know if that if that makes sense but um Anyway, it was um, it was good, but it was bad, <laughs> which is odd to say, but it is. It is what it is. So um, anyway, I'm struggling. I'm still struggling with the weight gain, and I know that people are going to slam me on that too, which I'm okay with. I don't really care. Um, it's hard to... You know, when you sat down in an airplane seat, the seat was not, was pretty snug around me. Then I had a panic, thinking, "Oh my gosh, what if the seatbelt doesn't fit me? Because I'm so much bigger than I've ever been. I've never been this size before in my life." Um, you know, and then I panicked that the robe in the spa wasn't going to fit me. And I'm going to say this, and I have to say it really. It was like a kick in the stomach but then again i have to go back and realize i've survived chemo so it is what it is but as i got to the spa and they you go, you go in and they give you your robe and your shoes a lady was commenting on my hair so i was busy talking to her and she was asking me about my hair and the lovely silver that it is and uh so i missed the other lady asking our size of shoe that we wore for our spa slipper so after I finished my conversation they handed me my robe and my slippers well they must have been a size 10 well I wear a seven and a half to an eight I didn't say anything I just took the big old flip-flops with me and then I did mention to the lady if they had a larger robe because I was just feeling nervous about the robe not fitting and obviously you want a robe to fit you at a spa And she said, oh, no, 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 I got you the biggest, I saw you when you came in, I got you the biggest robe we have. And I was like, okay, well, that stings just a little bit. But I was like, okay, and it just hit me like a rock. It was literally felt like a kick in the stomach. And then I looked out at my shoes, and I'm laughing to myself going, well, apparently, if you need the largest robe in the spa, you also have to have the biggest shoes. So apparently if you're if you've gained weight and you're larger than ever then your shoes need to be bigger than ever which i just thought was really funny that they give me assume i had big feet because i have big hips i don't really know but anyway that kind of got me on a little emotional thing in my head that i couldn't quite get out of my head and then we get in the um massage room and i had i had booked the double room because I wanted to be with my friend from college while we were going to the spa. I always hate taking someone to a spa and then you get separated and you're not, you don't even get to talk during the whole spa day because you're in separate rooms. So I booked the double room so we could be in there together. And then um, my friend Denise actually mentioned to the masseuse that we were there and part of our reason for being there was celebrating the end of my chemo. And I have to tell you, I just lost it. I think it was a combination of being, you know, struggling through the airport, struggling walking down the streets of Denver with our with my friend and with Denise, and then the robe and the big shoes. And then um, when she said that, I lost it. And it was, I just couldn't gain my composure. I just bawled like a baby in this room. These poor people are trying to give us massages, and I'm crying like a crazy woman but i just and i probably needed that honestly it was probably very healing for me um but i just struggled and it was it i never quite got over that um you know and it is what it is i, I they didn't mean anything mean by it by any stretch um but as someone that's you know it as the doctors have told me, it's medically induced. There's nothing you can do about it. So you just have to figure it out and move on. That's hard to wrap your head around. Um, anyway, I will say I finally got it under control and I didn't cry again for the rest of the day. But I, it definitely impacted me and it definitely changed my mood to a certain degree for the rest of the day, which is, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It, it kind of makes you reflective, but it also kind of put a damper on things for me which is silly but it is what it is I mean I'm not going to be ashamed of my emotions as I heal from everything because 80% of the healing is mental and I still have a ways to go on that and I know that um, and it's and I think that the hard part about this cancer and chemo and recovery and side effects and everything that goes with it is I and I was telling Denise this this weekend it's people assume, You've finished your chemo, your cancer's gone, you're done with chemo, so you must be great. And so then when you have these bad days, people look at you like, honey, you need to move on. And it's not that easy. And so, you know, half the healing, like I said, is mental, or 80% of it's mental. That's that's what keeps you going through it, and that's what helps you afterwards, is you've got to get that mental part of it back. And mine's not back yet, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm okay with it not being back yet, and hopefully, you know, soon I'll be healed from that mentally, but I'm not. And so when I, when I have these moments, I'm not going to be embarrassed by them. I'm just going to try to figure out how to gain from that and grow from it and, and, you know, continue healing from it. But people do assume you're done with chemo. Well, everything's great. You must feel good. Life is good. Let's just get back to normal. And I have people in my life that don't want to talk about it. Uh, I've lost friends from this whole chemo experience or cancer experience. Um, I've had friendships with people change drastically, some for the better, some for the worse. Um, And so all of that kind of comes together. And, you know, I thought it was odd that I would lose friends during a cancer diagnosis. I just had a hard time wrapping my brain around that. But then reading blogs about it, it's pretty common I still don't understand it. I'll never understand it, but it is pretty common. Um, I've had the dynamics of a friendship change, which is weird. I don't get it, but it is what it is. And so, you know, all this stuff happens that you kind of have to deal with that on top of everything else you're dealing with. And then you also have the fact that people have just, you know, they have their own lives. So they're living That You're just a, you know, a little radar blip in their life. And so... When they see you, they just expect, well, you're done. You know, you so you're back to normal. Well, no, I'm far from where I was. If normal was what I was before the diagnosis, I'm way away from that. Um, and I still have a ways to go. And I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there. But, you know, if, I, if it's two years from now, it is what it is. And I will continue to um, evolve and change my course of friendships with people if I have to and I'm not being even negative about that I don't understand it um, but you know if that's if that's how they're dealing with it then I have to just live with that and move on um, but to say that you know that's their struggle with it we all have a struggle with it my struggle is trying to recover from it and you know you do look at things differently and I really do want to spend time with the people I really care about and you know those people that are that it's changed their my relationship with them I miss them I miss that that friendship and there there are two two or three people that I would actually really like to spend time with now because you do want to spend time with those those people Um, but you just move on and I think this weekend spending time with with Denise you know one of the greatest weekends and one that I will cherish forever. And, you know, the memories we made this weekend and will be something that we'll cherish for a lifetime. And it, was a fun weekend and it was a weekend that everything just fell into place. We had the coolest moments of things that happened that we didn't plan, um, that just sort of fell into our lap. And it just, I mean, everything couldn't have worked out better. It was just fun. It was relaxing it was. I think I took another step in healing emotionally from it, and, um, you know, I recommend it. I think it's scary to travel for the first time after chemo. That's my first trip, and since having the cancer diagnosis and chemo as far as an airplane trip um, and as someone that's flown their whole life and flown, you know, many countries and, and almost every state in the United States— I wasn't scared to fly, obviously, but I was apprehensive just because all of a sudden, and I've always been somewhat of a germaphobe, but the germophobia, if that's a word, was ridiculously high. Um, It's just funny how you pay attention to all that stuff, and you know you never want to hear somebody coughing on a plane. But when you've come through what I've been through, and you're such a, you're you pay such attention to germs. Somebody coughs on a plane. I literally held my breath for 20 seconds, 30 seconds after they they coughed just to hope that all the germs had settled before I started breathing again and, you know, silly stuff like that. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Um, but it's what I did. So I, I, I'm sharing this podcast kind of as an a anniversary celebration of my five years. I wanted to share my trip and talk about how – You know, as fun as I thought it was going to be, it was also really emotional, and it truthfully was such a fun weekend, but it was another weekend of healing for me that I kind of thought I wasn't going to do. I thought I'd move past that, and I I thought I had healed much more than I had, physically and emotionally, Um, so it was sort of an awakening in that sense as well, but it was fun, and I recommend doing that. I'm going to keep doing trips like that. I... um, you know, the one thing I've said many times with this diagnosis is it makes you realize what's important. And I am kind of spending more me time and I am taking time to be with the people that I care about, spend time with them, quality time with them. um, And the ones that have moved on, then that's okay, because I've got, you know, great people in my life. And it's just, you know, it's fun to share the memories and it's fun to um, explore new cities, and I continue will continue to do that. Another milestone that's happening this week that I'm really excited about, which is so crazy, is I'm actually getting a haircut tomorrow, which is weird because I don't have a ton of hair yet, but I have wild mind of its own hair that's kind of g- growing in every silly direction, and it's getting kind of curly, which they said would happen, and it's sort of a little bit out of control. So uh, just to reflect back, my last hair appointment before my chemo started, we did we colored my hair and did like where I would, a normal appointment just in, knowing that in the next couple of weeks I was going to start losing it, but I wanted it to look like normal before it started falling out. And that was a really emotional trip to the hair salon, and I... You know, it took me a while to gain my composure when I got there just because, again, my life was changing and my, you know, I go every five weeks and my hairdresser is one of my good, good friends. I love her to death. And the fact that I wasn't going to see her every five weeks and I wasn't going to need to come in there was hard emotionally. And I I, I did have a, a breakdown in the hair salon. Um, as anybody has been with me through this process, I have a lot of breakdowns emotionally, but I think that's okay. Um... And so tomorrow, I get to go, my of my five-month anniversary on that day, I'm going to go get my hair trimmed. And trimming, it's going to be a little trim because I don't have that much hair, but I just kind of want to get it a little bit under control because it's a little bit out of control. So pretty pretty exciting, and that's a silly thing and a and a superficial thing, but it's okay because you're growing your hair back is, is healing because you know that your body's recovering from... From all the poison, as we all know, your hair falls out because it's been poisoned. Um, And so the fact that I have hair and it's grown in at five months long enough and out of control enough that I get to go get it trimmed is a pretty exciting day for me. So um, that'll be fun tomorrow. I'll have to share how that went in my next podcast. So I'm going to wrap up this one. I just wanted to share my trip with you and kind of celebrate my one-year anniversary one year anniversary, sorry, five month anniversary, I wish it was a year, but it's not, it's five months, but we're getting close to a year, Um, and um, just share with you the experience of traveling for the first time, which uh, I can't wait to do again, I hope it's not as emotional as this one, but if it is, it is, what can you do about it? Thanks for listening, and I hope you share this with someone that um, might need to hear it that's going through the same thing.